What if we looked at the role of the church differently? Aber was ist, wenn wir die Aufgabe der Gemeinde anders betrachten? To send some fantastic people to serve in government. Fantastische Leute in die Regierung hinauszusenden. What if the church was sending some of its people into the business world? Und was wenn die Kirche Leute in die Geschäftswelt hinaussendet? What if we were sending young people into the teaching profession? Was wenn wir junge Menschen als Lehrer aussenden? And then another important institution in society is media. Und noch was wichtiges in der Gesellschaft sind die Medien. Your church is at a very important milestone right now. Eure Church steht jetzt gerade an einem sehr wichtigen Meilenstein. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. In this series, Imagine, we have been talking about ways to make a difference in all the different spheres of society. We've been talking about social work, we've been talking about arts, business, family. We could also talk about the spheres of politics or education. Today I want to finish this series, Imagine, on the sphere of the media. Imagine what would happen if the best content that you get, that there is a God in heaven who loves you so much that he gave his son who died on the cross for your sins. Imagine if this content would be spread throughout the media world, the influence this would have in this world. I am looking after the media and the, the press and the media at ICF, so that's probably why I got assigned this topic. <laughs> to be honest, over the last couple of weeks, I've been battling a little bit with this message because it sounds a little bit technical. How can we make a difference in the media? So, um, and to be honest, I've been, I've been um, involved with this uh, media department over the last about seven years, I would say, and very often I feel a little bit frustrated. Uh, I have brought you some headlines that were produced over the last couple of years um, with ICF as part of the article. And, you know, sometimes I feel a bit um, frustrated because I think that um, lots of times they twist things around in the article. So you get to talk with journalists and you, you're open and you give answers. And then you read the article and you see it's not quite what I said or that's not really that, the thing that I would have stressed in the article or they choose a picture that is not really an official <laughs> media picture of our senior pastor with his big eyes. And so 
sometime I would wish that there would be a little bit more respect and love and understanding from the side of the media. And you know, when I think about it, I realize that this is something that we experience uh, everywhere where we're stepping up for his name in the sphere of society. You find yourself in between two opposite statements that you find in the Bible. On the one hand, you have the first church in Jerusalem. And we read about this first church in uh, Acts 2. It says there, they gave thanks to God and all the people respected them. And in other translation it says, and they had favor with all the people. And so I think sometimes, wow, imagine we would have favor with all the people. They would respect what we actually are doing here. That's not really what I feel sometimes. You know, I invited journalists for the opening of the Samsung Hall. Not one came. And I, I felt a little bit sad because I thought, come on, we're a church and we built the greatest event hall in the whole of Europe and you're not respecting what we're doing, you know? And so sometimes you can feel frustrated about that because you would wish to feel more loved by society and by journalists and media in this um, regard. But then on the other side in the Bible, we hear another statement that Jesus made uh, and said to his disciples, and you can read that in John 15, 18. It says there, if the world hates you, so we're not talking about favor here, we're talking about hate. Keep in mind that it hated me first. If you belong to the world, it would love you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. And you know, the Greek word that is translated with hate is this word, miseo. And this word is always set in contrast to love. So it says, not love, or the opposite of love. So what we expect is love, what we get is miso, miseo, is hate or not love. And, you know, to be honest, of course, uh, if you think about Jesus, I mean, if there was one guy who should have earned the most respect of the people and uh, had the biggest headlines, it would have been him, Jesus. And we know that he died on the cross because he felt this miseo, this opposition of the people. Why? Because there's a different spirit. And that's just a reality that I had to learn over the years. I've been involved now 10 years in full-time ministry. It's 10 years in a couple of days that I've worked at ICF. And I've come to realize, you know, the Bible says you can only discern the spiritual with the spirit. And very often when I talk to journalists or I talk to people, I realize they hear me, but they don't understand. Because it's just a different spirit that is at work. And so we need to learn that. And interestingly, did you know that even in the Bible, there is the first fake news recorded? I mean, if I'm talking about media in, in the year 2017, I probably have to use this word, fake news. You know, I follow Donald Trump. 
I first follow Jesus and then I follow for uh, Donald Trump. Just, 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 just so you're not, um, you, you're not scared about what I'm going to tell you. But I just came home from the US. I was there for two weeks. And to be honest, when you take this name, Donald Trump, in your mouth in America, you earn either love or hate. There's nothing in between. So it really feels that he's, I mean, yes, he's doing things differently. And a couple of weeks ago, he posted this. So he made CNN to FNN, fake news <laughs> network. <laughs> and I mean, it's kind of funny, but it's still the president of uh, one of the most powerful countries in the world. So I don't want to talk politics, but it's just, I thought, you know, fake news is really something that you hear all the time. It's fake news, it means it's news that are not really true or half truth that you use to discredit people or to earn money on social media because people will click your fake news and it will earn you lots of money. But interestingly, did you know that after the death of Jesus, there was a fake news? that affects this world till today. We can read that in Matthew 28. I thought I'd bring you this. So you know it's not Donald Trump who inv invented the fake news. It says here, while the women were, were on their way, some of the guards went into the city and reported to the chief priest everything that had happened. And what had happened? The grave was empty. The, the stone was rolled away. Uh, Jesus' body was not there anymore. When the chief priest had met with the elders and devised a plan, they gave the soldiers a large sum of money, telling them, you are to say, his disciples came during the night and stole him away while we were asleep. In this report, if this report gets to the governor, we will satisfy him and keep you out of trouble. So the soldiers took the money and did as they were instructed. And this story has been widely circulated among the Jews to this very Day. Fake news. And I mean, it's not just the Jews, it's something that still today people don't believe that Jesus actually rose from the dead. And it was so obvious because so many people saw it, but because of money and this fake news was put into the world, and 2,000 years later, we still have the headwind of this unbelief of so many people. And you know, when you get to uh, work with, uh, with the media, um, you kind of feel that l there's lots of negativity. And sometimes it can be a bit subjective, that it's just maybe my view of, uh, that, that it's negative. But at the beginning of this year, I read uh, an article that was interesting. Um, and if you're not from Switzerland, maybe you don't know too much how the media is working in Switzerland. But in Switzerland, the media are quite anti Christian. Maybe you realize that. Uh, there's other countries where it works differently, but in Switzerland it's actually like this. And there's um, a group, it call, it's called Forum for Open Cath Catholicity. It's a great name. They uh, conduct analysis um, uh, to, uh, to look at the tension between church and society. And they came up with a thesis at the beginning of this year, and the thesis says, Anti-Christianism is widely spread in the Swiss media, but it's not perceived as a problem. So what I feel or what we feel as a headwind is actually something that really happens. And what they say is half-truth and prejudice about Christianity leads to false reports. Christianity is more often not depicted properly in Swiss media. Ignorance and prejudice leads to unprecise reports. With this, a subtle 
anti-Christian spirit is spread throughout the land. So that's what these people came up with. So that's what we, what we feel, that it's quite hard to get some objectivity when you talk with media. Why? Because it's a different spirit. It's just a different spirit that is, um, that is at move in the media. But to talk about that tonight, I thought I want to invite a professional from the media. I invited uh, a guy, his name is Markus Baumgartner. He is a professional media and PR consultant. And I want to talk a little bit with him about this thesis and how we as a church can make a difference with the media world. Let's give a hand of applause to Markus Baumgartner tonight on stage. Hey, Marcus, Hi, welcome. Hi, thank you. Please have a seat. So, Marcus, tell us, who are you? Okay, I used to be um, working for a big bank at downtown Zurich City, and with 23 years old, I changed, I challenged my call. What God has into my life, then I turned my career into media. So the next 12 years, I've worked as a economic journalist, and since the last 16 years, I'm working as a communication consultant. Okay, so you're really like, it's your everyday life to work uh, with the media. You're also consulting lots of uh, Christian companies and churches when it comes to media. What are you saying uh, about this thesis that I just read, that there's this anti-Christian spirit throughout the media in Switzerland? Sadly, it's true. Uh, there are good news as well. We will point that, but sadly, it's true. There is a um, negative sentiment against um, Christians has to do with the secular um, thing we have in society nowadays. Um, if you think about Second World War, before Second World War, 80% of Swiss people came to church. It's about 7% at the moment. And um, only rare people live um, reading the Bible daily. So there's a lot of knowledge gone um, in the society about Christian and the Bible. The second thing are the rules of the media. There is a saying in the media, when a dog bites a man, that's not news. But when a man bites a dog, that's news. <laughs> so if a married man um, goes into bed with an other woman, that's not really news. But if a priest who committed himself to be um, um, single his whole life, if he goes to bed with a woman, that's news for the media. Well, now you have like this personal uh, passion to help Christians uh, find a voice in society. So what you did um, a couple of years ago, you conducted a study to find out what the image of free evangelical churches are in society. Can you tell us a little bit about what you find out through this study? Yes, unfortunately, it's, um, it's not so positive, but um, of course I share that with you. Um, we did a survey first about Within 12 months, how many articles are about the free evangelical church in Switzerland? So it's the first slide. You see at the right end are about 330 articles within 12 months. Um, I mean, the friend of nature in Switzerland, they have double the size. Um, they want to influence the society like we do as a church, but so it's not many articles. And you see on the right scene that the Salvation Army has by far the most. Um, um, ICF is within the middle. Um, so not, not too many, not, not, um, not too less, um, but of course, um, part of improvement. Then on the next slide, you see the survey about the image of free church in Switzerland. So when you ask people on the phone, um, what do you think about free church? 
42% uh, don't know anything about free church. Never heard, never been touched. Um, it's something strange in Switzerland, a free Evangelian church. And you see that 4% in German Switzerland know about ICF. Then on the next slide, we ask them, what, um, when you are touched by free churches, um, is it positive or negative? So we see 53% never been touched about the free church at all. 27% are positively touched, 90% negative. More women are touched positively, and the elder people are, the more positive it is. But it's not really much. Um, a quarter is positive, um, the rest is negative or unknown. And the last slide you see when people are asked, um, what are free evangelical churches stand for? Then you see they are against abortion, they are against um, marriage before, uh, against sex before marriage, they are against homosexuality. So it's um, an against movement, so-called. So, so it's not really the, the Bible um, thing we normally have. Yeah, so that's not really uh, good news. Uh, so I, I felt when, I, when, when you gave me this study, I was like, okay, um, so what would you advise or what are your advice? How can we change that? I mean, how can we get some more positive reports when it comes to the image of the churches in society, in the media? So I can see much more positive articles about Christian and church in Switzerland when they not only speak, um, um, when, when they only um, as well act. So we see that with Salvation Army, which has a very good reputation in Switzerland because they really care about people. So when the speak and the act comes together, that's really helping. Um, we have a headline today in the Neue Zürcher Zeitung am Sonntag. Yeah, Federer, he won. That, yes, was that um, the headline? It's no, about that's... Roger. Um, it was the morning, so it's okay. prophetic. So he won now. Um, Wimbledon, nine time, um, really good. But um, you see, just underneath Roger, you see the headline is about free evangelical churches. So the biggest story today on this front page is about free evangelical churches. And it's a story about that these churches are welcoming Muslim refugees in Switzerland much more than any group in Switzerland. So um, quite an interesting positive article on the front page today in the NCZ and Sonntag. Great. And uh, as I said, you have like this personal passion uh, to help people, um, Christians, to find their voice in society. And you're doing something on a personal note. It's called uh, Dienstag Mail or the Tuesday Mail. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes, it's the proof um, of positive news. So. Um, in, in October, it's 10 years ago, I started to make a mail every Tuesday. Um, it was um, basically um, invented for pastors because on Sunday they have service, on Monday it's a free day, and when they start a computer on Tuesday, um, mail with a positive message comes to them showing that um, a secular media is um, making a good news story about Christian or churches. So since 10 years, it's the proof every Tuesday, good news in secular media about Swiss Christian and Swiss churches. So that is amazing. That's what I said. Yes. I think that's a great action. I have, I have uh, this mail coming on Tuesday, although Monday is not my day off, but it's still nice on Tuesday to have a positive report. And this has really opened my eyes that sometimes we can get very negative about things and think it's always negative. But actually, if we look a bit closer, it's not always negative and it gives hope that actually uh, the media they also print positive stories you just have to create them and so I think that's a great thing and so if you want to have this Dienstag mail just go on dienstagmail.ch but it's uh, in German but
It's easy to read. Yeah, very good. Google Translate. Maybe it's not so positive anymore after Google Translate, <laughs> but you can still try. Thank you, Marcus. Give him a hand. I think that was a very interesting insights from a media professional. You know, what I've been thinking when I was um, working on this message is like we've been talking uh, about classical media. We've been talking about uh, newspapers, radio. But what we realize, of course, over the last couple of years with the digitalization, there's a whole new um, area opening up of influence for us Christians. I've brought you a picture, um, you know, like sometimes uh, our parents say that the young people are always on their smartphones. They're not talking to each other anymore. But look, a couple of years ago, it was the same on paper. I mean, maybe you know still what paper is. I'm not quite sure about that. I have no paper in my office anymore. So don't give me paper. But in, like a couple of years ago, it was the newspaper who gave you the news. Now, 30% of the world's population owns a smartphone. There's 2 billion people with a Facebook account. And every hour, there's 2.5 billion WhatsApp messages being sent on this planet. Maybe on other planets too, but on this planet for sure. So it, it shows us that influence actually has opened in a whole new way when we're talking media and talking social media. And I think that we as Christians, we should be encouraged to see that we're not dependent anymore on a journalist who just chooses 1% of every news that is available to put in the newspaper, but we have channels to get the good news in a creative way to the people. And we need to use our influence well. I brought you a picture where it's a bit different. You know, like 50 years ago, they went on the moon, took five pictures. Now you go to the loo, you take 42 pictures and you post 10 of them. That's not what I'm talking when I'm talking about influence in social media. What I'm talking about, it's what I'm going to show you on a video clip. Uh, it's uh, uh, guys from Switzerland, they're called Change Moments, and they do these amazing videos, and they go viral on the different channels, and look how they bring the biblical message through these great videos, and uh, yeah, just have a look to the screen. <lacht> Hallo zusammen, wir sind Change Moments und wir lieben es, Momente zu verändern und Leute zu überraschen. Und heute gehen wir den Leuten in Orange so tagtäglich ihren Job für uns machen und Danke sagen. Guten Morgen miteinander. Jetzt sind wir am Freude-Zügig vorbereiten. 
I think this is inspiring. And let's welcome the guy who initiated this Change Moment videos. It's Stefan Fister. Give him a round of applause when he comes to stage this afternoon. Hello, Stefan. Stefan. Uh, great to have you here. Björn will do uh, his best to translate. Google Translator. <laughs> In flesh, with flesh and bone. Stefan, tell us about you. Who are you? I try the first sentence in English That's cool, that you yeah. can translate. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Um, I am a high school teacher, but I work at a radio station as a moderator. And I'm 27 years old, uh, but look younger. <laughs> Much younger. Much younger than Björn, actually. But I'm 25. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, Stefan, tell us, like, a couple of years ago, you did these commercials for Migro, if you know Migro. It was these commercials where you, you went through the streets and you uh, just uh, encouraged people. So that's how I got to know you. And then a couple of years, there was nothing anymore. And now you come with these change moments. Tell us how it came, how came the idea of doing this change moment video? Also, I was two years ago, I was sitting in the, in the bathroom. Auch noch ein paar andere Mal bin ich dort gehockt, aber das war ein spezielles Mal. I was there quite a lot of times, but this was a special sitting session. Und äh, ich hatte mein Smartphone nicht dabei. I didn't have my smartphone with me. Und ich hatte Gedanken, wo ich das Gefühl, wo mich, wo mich nicht losgehauen hat. Und zwar hatte ich das Gefühl, dass mir Jesus sagt im Gedanken, mach wieder so Videos mit versteckter Kamera. But I had this idea, as if Jesus was telling me in my brain, continue to do those secret um, camera actions you're doing. There's a lot of hidden camera actions where people are making fun of. And I have the impression that I want to surprise people in their best, at their best. So I gathered around my best friends. Und wir haben angefangen, Ideen zu suchen und angefangen, Videos zu machen. And we are brainstorming ideas and starting to do videos. In der Bibel ähm, hat Jesus immer wieder Leute herausgenommen, ähm, die irgendwie einfach in der Masse waren und hat ihnen gesagt, ähm, ich liebe dich, ich habe dich gerne. 
in the Bible you see all these stories where people just points out people and, 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 and speaks to them, I like you. Zum Beispiel der Zachaus. There's uh, Zechariah. Zacchaeus. Where Jesus says, come, come, come down from that tree and I, I see you and I love you. Und ich glaube, dass er das zu allen Menschen, zu euch allen, was sagt, ich sehe dich und ich liebe dich. And I believe he wants to speak that to everyone, even to you guys. I see you and I love you. Und genau das probieren wir zu machen mit Change Moments. Wir gehen zu irgendwelchen Leuten und probieren die, ja, den ihren Moment, einen Moment ihnen zu sagen, du bist wichtig. And we want to do exactly the same thing with our project Change Moments. We want to go to people and speak to them. God sees you and he loves you. That's great. So tell us about the reactions. So you started to do that and you go on the street and do that. What were the reactions of the people? Ja, früher immer denkt, in Schweiz ist es nicht möglich. In anderen Ländern in Amerika dort kannst du das machen, aber in Schweiz nicht. Das geht nicht. In Schweiz das Leute, das Leute überraschen. I always thought in my head, in every country this is possible. In America, everywhere, but not in Switzerland. Weil Schweizer die sind so, das ist das, was ich mache. Because Swiss people are like that. <lacht> und dann habe ich einisch ganz viel Kompliment verteilt auf der Straße, eben für das Mikro. And then once I just spread out compliments in front of the micro. Und da ist ein Moment gsi, wo mi, wo mi nachdenklich het gmacht. And that was a moment that really made me think. Um, und zwar habe ich einen Mann gesehen mit ganz speziellen schönen Augen. I saw a, I saw a man with uh, crooked eyes. Und ich habe mich fast geschämt, dem das zu sagen, weil ich dachte, sie haben sicher schon 100 Leute gesagt. Ah, uh, nice, schön, ah. Beautiful eyes. Oh, with beautiful eyes. Ah, I saw a man with beautiful eyes and I thought, yeah, everyone tells him that. Und ich habe ihm das gesagt und er hat mir gesagt, du bist die erste Person, die mir das gesagt hat im ganzen Leben. And I told him he has beautiful eyes and he said, you are the first person in my whole life that told me that. Und ich habe plötzlich gemerkt, dass die Leute ganz positiv auf die Komplimente reagieren, sie sich mega freuen. And then I realized, people are reacting positive for, for compliments. They actually are happy about it. Und wie man im Video gesehen ist es so, wenn man einfach mal jemandem Merci sagt, wo, wo irgendwo arbeitet. And like in the video, just tell someone thank you who is working. Und ja, das ist, das ist das, was wir erleben. Und natürlich auch, dass uns Leute, die Jesus überhaupt nicht kennen, schreiben, ähm, dass sie das jetzt auch machen. Und natürlich auch Leute, die Jesus kennen. And this is going viral. People who don't even know about God, they say, hey, we are doing this as well now. We are taking, giving compliments to people. That's great. So, like we were, to we were talking about influence in the media. So tell us a little bit how influential and viral these videos got. Like, I, I saw it on 20 Minutes. I saw it on uh, Blick am Abend. So tell us a little bit how this worked and how you got into the media world with this, with this idea. Ich rede nicht so gerne über Zahlen, aber du hast mich gefragt, auch über Zahlen zu reden. Darum rede ich heute über Zahlen. I don't like talking about numbers, but you, you asked me, so I, wanna, I will talk about numbers. Weil wir machen das Projekt nicht wegen Zahlen, sondern weil wir die Liebe von Gott zu den Menschen bringen wollen. Because we don't do this project to, to get numbers, but because we want to share God's love. Und wir sind sehr überrascht, wir haben das erste Video gemacht und das haben auf YouTube 80'000 Leute angeschaut. The first YouTube video we did, about 80,000 people watched it. In Schweiz ist das extrem viel. And that's a whole lot in Switzerland. Und ganz viele Medien haben gemerkt, 
Oh, wir machen immer so lustiges Zeug oder Bericht über, über schlechte Sachen. And media was being all aware, hey, we're doing fun stuff or we're talking bad about stuff. Und die haben plötzlich gemerkt, hey, das, was man eigentlich müsste machen, wäre so Sachen, man müsste Leute ähm, positiv überraschen. Und darum haben wir plötzlich Blick angelüten äh, und, und verschiedene Energy, also das Radio, das Grosse, hat mir angelüten. So the media was being aware, hey, we should actually do that and... and, and, and um, Take, talking positive about people, so Blick am Abend, a newspaper and the Radio Energy asked me. Und ja, so haben wir sehr viel erlebt, dass, dass, dass eben die Medien göttliche Werte haben in die Schweiz hineingebracht. So we realized, hey, uh, the media is implementing God's values into media. That's awesome. I, I can imagine that there was not only tailwind, there was also some headwind because people probably realize that you're Christian, that you're part of a church somewhere. So probably you had also some opposition. What ja, did es gibt beides. Es gibt ein Medium, ich sage keinen Namen, das hat mich sofort eingeladen, zu ihnen zu gehen, weil sie es einfach so extrem cool finden und immer darüber berichten. So one specific media channel invited me and is constantly inviting me to talk about that stuff. Und dann gibt es auch das andere, dass sie, dass sie mich probieren, in die Ecke zu drängen. Ein anderes, eine, andere, eine andere Zeitung, die probiert mich eigentlich immer an einem wunden Punkt zu treffen. There's another uh, newspaper that tries to corner me in a, in a weak spot. Also zum Beispiel bei diesem Video da, habe ich gesagt, ja, mich hat es überrascht, dass die Leute so positiv reagiert haben, die Bauarbeiter. So for example, I said in this video, I was surprised how, um, how surprised and how happy those construction workers were. Und dann haben sie mir gesagt, ah, denkst du, die sind sonst nicht, äh, nicht fröhliche Menschen, hä? So they told me, ah, so you think they are normally negative people, the construction workers. Das ist das, was ich halt hier erlebe. Und das ist manchmal schwierig, weil man kommt dann fast nicht mehr raus, dann kommt die nächste Frage, nächste Frage, nächste Frage. So they try to corner you with the next question and the next question and the next question. Und so muss man lernen, mit Medien umzugehen. And you have to learn how to deal with media. Amazing. I think that's really inspiring. Let's give... Stefan, a hand. I think his action with change moments is really inspiring. Why? Because it shows us that today, actually, every one of us, without being a professional, we can have influence through creative actions, like he did with his friends. You can um, leave if you want, but you can stay. I mean, I will wrap up now. So comfy here. Yeah, I see. So take your seat and take walk. Merci <laughs> I want to finish this series. I mean, as I said at the beginning, we've been talking about different spheres of society. And maybe this sphere that we've been talking tonight is not really yours. Maybe it's more arts, it's more the business world where you're really keen to make a difference on, in the workplace, maybe uh, it's politics, maybe it's education, whatever, you know. I believe God has placed us strategically for such a time as this in different places in society and has given us everything we need to make a difference, to let our light shine. And at the end of this series, I just want to uh, pray, you know, like, I think when you hear people like Stefan telling this story, I think it needs courage to step out. It needs courage to post things, to expose yourself for the good news. And it's always the same. There's, people will embrace you, others will hate you, 
but still we go. Because God has commissioned us to build his kingdom. And I think this is an amazing thing when you think about it, that God is building his kingdom with us. Not perfect people, but people that have been born for such a time as this to spread the good news. We have the best content ever. And when I was working on this message, I just felt that at the end of this series, I wanna pray for two things. I wanna pray for courage. You know, when I look at my own life, one reason why very often my light is not really shining bright is because I'm scared. I'm scared of people. I'm scared of the opinion of others. I'm too proud to die to myself, make a fool of myself for his sake. And I really wanna pray that God will give us courage wherever we are to find strategies, how to spread this message. And you know, it doesn't have to be words. As we saw in this, in, in this uh, poll, it's word and action. And I think that God is giving us creativity. And I just pray that God will give us moments like Stefan had on the loo, where God gives us ideas how we can shine for Him. And the second thing that I wanna pray is, you know, like after a series like this, I mean, we say that after every series, but I think this is really a series where you can't walk out and think, this has nothing to do with me. And I think that God is calling people very strategically for places in society. Maybe He wants to place you in the media world. I think we need, we need Christians in the media because if we are not there, others are there and they will use their influence and we feel that. And maybe God wants to call you to go into this sphere or maybe into politics or into education, whatever this is. But I believe that God is giving calling moments. And so at the end of this series, I wanna pray for this because I think this is a, it's always a holy moment when God is calling people. And uh, you know, I love that this message is called Imagine. It's so inspiring. Imagine what happens if we stand up, let our light shine in every sphere of society so that people know that there is a God in heaven who loves them and wants to have a relationship with them. So let us close our eyes for a moment and reflect on what you have heard today or maybe last Sunday or I don't know how many of these imagine messages you have heard over the last couple of weeks. Maybe God has talked very specifically to you, has give you, given you a picture of where he wants to use you. And now I really wanna pray, Jesus, I wanna pray um, for courage. I wanna pray that you fill us with courage so that we can step into these good deeds that you have prepared beforehand. That's what your word is saying, that you have prepared everything before. The thing that we need to do is to step into these good things and let us see and let us have the courage to 
really seize the moment. And I really want to pray tonight also for people who feel called. And maybe there's a sense of calling on your life. You, you don't even really know what it is. You just know God has called you to something. And you're not there yet, but you feel it. I believe that's what God did in many lives during these last couple of weeks. That there's a sense of calling on your life and you feel that it's the right time, it's the right place. And God wants to reveal what it is. And if it's you, I want to pray for you tonight. I want to pray that you will hold on to this calling that God has set into your heart. Because I think this is such a significant thing when God calls. And it's such a significant thing that we hold on and do. we remember these calling moments of God. Now, Jesus, I thank you for, for you people tonight. I thank you for everything that you have put into them. They have your spirit. They have the gifts. They have everything they need to make a difference in this world. And Lord Jesus, I just pray that this calling will become clearer and clearer. And then the next steps will open up for them so that they know where their place is in society and what the strategies are to spread your message. I thank you, Jesus, that we are all called. We are all qualified. We're all at the right time, at the right place. Open up our eyes for the needs of this world so that our heart is moved by what your heart is moved by. Thank you, Jesus. Manchmal frage ich mich, 
wenn alles andere versagt und zerbricht. Was bleibt zurück? Warum sind wir von überall hierher gekommen? Weil am Ende vom Tag nichts anderes Bestand hat. Wie würde das aussehen? Was wären die Konsequenzen von etwas so Radikalem? Wie würde es aussehen, Jesus tatsächlich zu folgen? Freundschaften können zerbrechen, Karriere vergehen und am Ende wird Reichtum wertlos. Er weckt einen Durst für Wahrheit, Mitgefühl und Liebe, den nichts auf dieser Welt jemals löschen kann. Worauf können wir also wirklich unser Leben, unsere Hoffnung bauen? Es gibt nur die einzige Sache, wenn alles gesagt und getan ist. Er allein ist unser Fels, unsere Mitte und unser Fundament.